Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this today, Good Friday. As we do in our liturgy today, let us waste no time. Let us get immediately into our word. Now, because today's gospel is the passion of Jesus, uh, it uh, covers two full chapters uh, of John's gospel. Uh, We start at uh, chapter 18, verse 1, and the passion will go all the way through the end of chapter 19, verse 42. Uh, Because I felt that was too long to read in one sitting, I will simply read the conclusion. I will pick up at chapter 19, verses 25, and read it through verse 42. My friends, the gospel according to John. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his home. After this, aware that everything was now finished, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirst. There was a vessel filled with common wine, so they put a sponge soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it up to his mouth. And when Jesus had taken the wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over the Spirit. Now since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of the week was a solemn one, The Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and that they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and then of the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one soldier thrust his lance into his side and immediately blood and water flowed out. An eyewitness has testified and his testimony is true. He knows that he is speaking the truth so that you may come to believe. For this happened so that the scripture passage might be fulfilled. Not a bone of it will be broken. And again, another passage says, they will lick upon him whom they have pierced. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, secretly a disciple of Jesus for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate if he could remove the body of Jesus, and Pilate permitted it. So he came and took his body. Nicodemus, the one who had come, had first come to him at night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes weighing about 100 pounds. They took the body of Jesus and bound it with burial cloths along with the spices, according to the Jewish burial custom. Now, in the place where he had been crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been buried. So they laid Jesus there because of the Jewish preparation day, for the tomb was close by. 
my friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be as honest and forthright as I can. There is nothing that I can say today. There is nothing that I can tease out that is that 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 can add to what we just saw, that can make the action that we just participated in, the one that we just listened to, um, greater than it is. Brothers and sisters, the Word of God, especially this action of God, which we hear about today, um, there is nothing I can do to add to that. There was a, a time not so long ago that I was visiting uh, with the uh, kids at Divine Savior School. That's the Catholic school uh, associated with our three Catholic parishes here in the Diocese of Green Bay. And uh, they asked me, why do we call this day Good Friday? Shouldn't we come up with another name for it? And isn't that the best question, really? Why do we call it Good Friday? And here's what I said at the time. And I don't know that I would change my answer after all these years. I said, you know, I don't know the full answer of that. But from where I'm sitting, this was humanity's worst day. But it was God's best day. Humanity got to have a mirror held up to us. We essentially told God, we are not interested in you being present. We are not interested in you being among us and around us. We are not interested in what you have to say and who you are and constantly reminding us that we are less. And we had a mirror held up to us that showed us the patterns of who we are. And what is that pattern? That we would rather blame the other. We would rather scapegoat. We would rather point at you and say, you are the issue, not I. And if you are the issue, then I need to get rid of you. Because if I am the issue in getting rid of you, it makes me feel better because I don't have to think of my issue. And if you are the issue, then I have to get rid of you simply to make pure and to be cleansed of your sin. Either way, I need to get rid of you. You need to die. And that, my friends, is the pattern of human existence. Remember yesterday I said Jesus is always the pattern. He is always the pattern, brothers and sisters. And he reveals our pattern to us today. And if we have the strength to look at it, we clearly, as humanity, maybe not you as an individual today, I cannot speak to that, but I can speak of to the pattern of humanity. And that is that we would much rather point outward and have others die, whether that is literally or figuratively, then we ourselves die to our own whatever is going on within us, to our own selfishness, to our own narcissism, to our own need for control or power, to our own ego, to our arrogance, uh, to the fact that I believe life solely revolves around me. Those are things, my friends, 
that are deeply ingrained within our humanity, within our human experience, and we don't want to die to them. And so instead, when we are reminded that they are present, it's easier to kill the one who reminds us. But here's the beauty. It was humanity's worst day because all of this was revealed, but it was God's best day. It was God's best day because he wasn't afraid to enter into that very being. Now, he entered into that very being in the incarnation, which again, if this is God's best day or Easter Sunday is God's best day, I'm not sure which is one and one A. (laughs) Then one B is the incarnation and they are all wrapped up together. I don't know that I can separate them because he took upon this. Remember, Jesus constantly called himself um, the Son of Man, the Son of Man, which means, now, yes, that's a title that Daniel used. It's a title that Eli, or Ezekiel excuse me, used, but it's a title Jesus took for himself that essentially says, I am the human one. I am the human one, and if I'm the human one, I need to enter fully into that human experience, which means at times we are the victim. And you and I, my friends, when we are the victim, when we are victimized, I don't know about you. I can't speak for you. I can speak for me. That I often go into that victimhood kicking and screaming that I go into it pointing at others and saying, this is unjust. But Jesus in his best day, God in God's best day, goes into that victimhood and he embraces it not with, with um, uh, it, 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 claiming victimhood, not shouting and, and cursing and pointing elsewhere and being angry. He goes into it with forgiveness. And he goes into it with love. You know, the thing is, my friends, what we often do, I won't say always, but what we often do on our lesser days, we project who we are unto God. I think that is humanity's deal. Because God is so much bigger than who we are. And so we project God into merely being our systems and our way of being unto God. And so if I am petty or or I am vindictive, I project that onto God only on a bigger way. And that if I am a judge of others, I project that onto God. And if I am vengeful, I project that onto God. And And if I'm angry at my enemies, I project that onto God. That God must be always, these things are bigger. And that he's vengeful and judgeful and, 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 you know, angry at my enemies too. And all of a sudden I can stand in all that because God is on my side. He's just like me, but he's only bigger and more powerful. How can we be saved by a God like that? And even, brothers and sisters, on our better days, I project unto God my goodness and think he is goodness and bigger than that. But he's so much more. How can we be saved, my friends, by a God who is made in our image? But yet he took on our image. Pilate, and I didn't go back this far, Pilate says, you know, after he is scourged, you know, he says, hey, listen, you know, I'll, 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 I, I, on the Feast of Passover, I always let out one prisoner, whether it's Barabbas or, or this guy, who do you want? And we choose, we choose the murderer over God. I mean, the irony. And then after he has him scourged and he puts the, the you know, he's mocked, the, the crown of thorns go on him and he has the purple cloak. He brings him out and he says, behold the man. Yes, he's saying, behold Jesus Christ. But he's saying, behold humanity. Behold your experience. Jesus was not afraid to take all that on. In order, why? 
so we can begin to take on the divinity of Christ, the divinity of God. And so he reaches into our humanity and doesn't act like us. He doesn't, you know, uh, claim to be like us in that way and project, uh, you know, God onto God, the very things that humanity is. In fact, he does the exact opposite. He shows us what could be. And, and he shows us how unlike us God is. And that, my friends, I believe is the saving action that God not only comes into humanity and he's not afraid of that, but he shows us what humanity can be. And what does that look like on the very time he is being crucified and he is being killed and he's being nailed to the cross? He says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Not just at that time. They knew very well what they were doing, that they were killing somebody. He's talking about us, humanity, and all of our systems. Forgive us because we don't know that, that mirror that is held up to us. We don't know. We don't, we don't accept it. We're not seeing the way that we scapegoat and point to others and kill them and don't wish to die to ourselves. Forgive them because they don't understand. They're projecting unto you themselves. Forgive them. They don't understand who you are. But I'm going to show you. I'm going to show them who you are. That there is no place this God will not go to show us how much God loves us, even into our very pettiness and sin, even into the very experience of of who we are and show us what can be possible. He shows us and saves us by not being like us, but by being so unlike us. And he jars us and he shows us possibility. I love, and I've, I've read this to you before, and I'll say it again. Psalm 139 is one of my favorite psalms. It is so good because to me, again, it speaks of today. And I'll pick up at verse 7 in Psalm 139. Oh, if you have never read it, read it. Where can I go from your spirit? From your presence, where can I flee? If I send to the heavens, you are there. If I lie down in Sheol, there you are. If I take the wings of the dawn and dwell beyond the sea, even your hand guides me. Your right hand holds me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall hide me and night shall be my light, darkness is not dark to you. And night shines as the day. Darkness and light are but one. Brothers and sisters, there is nowhere we can run from the love of God. And if today does not show us that, I don't know what can. Brothers and sisters, our God, the saving action of God is so far beyond me. But our God enters into the pain that you and I hold today. More than that. He enters into the sin that you and I carry with us today. We may not even know we're carrying it yet, but he enters into it and loves us, and in loving us will reveal it to us. Not to shame us, but to say, I love you in the midst. I love you here right now. And remember all this talk of Passover that I've had the last two days, you know, Wednesday and Thursday? Oh, it shows up today even. You know, because what do they do? They, uh, they try when he's um, about ready to die. They soak a sponge, uh, a sponge soaked in wine, and they put it on a sprig of hyssop. 
Go back and read Exodus. What did they put the, the blood on over their doorways with? With hyssop. It even says it. And again, he connects it with the Passover, the saving action of God. Our God, there is nowhere, nowhere he will not go to remind you that he is with you in the midst of your sin, in the midst of your love, in the midst of your life, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your fear. Where can I run from it? There is nowhere. Not even to the cross. And I'm going to make that what was our worst day. I'm going to make it the best day. Not only by showing us what humanity can be and entering into our humanity and inviting us to a new direction, but by showing what it can be on Sunday. And we just get hints of that today, just hints of it. Why? The end of John's gospel that we read today. Who do we see? We see two people, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. We see those, Joseph of Arimathea, secretly a disciple of Jesus for fear of the Jews, this man who has held his discipleship in secret for all of these days, months, years. All of a sudden he said, I'm tired of being secret. I'm going to go to Pilate and declare my discipleship and ask for him to come down from the cross. And Nicodemus, he's the other one who at first, it said, the one who had first come to him at night, the one who had come to him at night now is coming to him in the day. That's all we're going to see today. These two people who held fear and, and followed from a distance secretly or in the night. Both of them are the first ones to take a step, besides, of course, the women and the disciple whom Jesus loved who stayed at the, at the foot. We see the smallest implication of saying, there's hope, there's hope. My friends, it's coming to us. But today, we stay in the revelation of who we are and who, get, who God is. It is our worst day. But my friends, it is God's best and let us stay with that today. Let's pray. And so, my friends, we bring all of our intentions and bring them to this God. And we begin in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth sorrowful mystery, Jesus dies on the cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you on this Good Friday. Sit with the action of Christ and the action of humanity today. Sunday will come in its own due time, and we will celebrate it together on Monday. But for now... We sit in God's best day and our worst. May God's peace be with you.